Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob and Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck's own Mike Merkel. Against my will. <laughs> and the whale man, Kyle Budzanowski. Looking good. He's got the spiffy shirt. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, guys, we have so much to go over today. We are doing something a little bit different. What is happening? What is going on today? What is happening? I'm trying to show him the Battlehawks future quarterback. It's okay. We don't need to see that right now. We can talk about XFL when the time comes. Don't get the people all excited, all right? They're still reeling over the fact that we chose them as the team, okay? We're going to need to replace the Lions helmet with the Battlehawk helmet. We should see if we can order one of those. But today, guys, we're doing something a little bit different today. We are, instead of five show topics today, we've got six because of everything going on in the sports world. We're going to open up talking about the national championship fallout, and that's why Mike is sitting here depressed, upset. Uh, his his world has been shattered in, in so many ways. And then we're going to go into the Mercs on Mock Draft, so Mike's going to have to get out of his funk real quick and in a hurry. <laughs> and then in part two of the show, we're going to talk... Uh, the NFL coaching changes, where we who we like, who we don't like, where we would go if we were possible coaches, and then we're also going to talk the Astros controversy with them stealing some signs, and then we're going to go into some wrestling at the very end of the show in part three of the show with AEW's new contract extension with TNT, and we are going to pr- pick our Royal Rumble winners. Lots of big stuff going on today, a little bit longer show for you guys, lots of stuff going on, so let's just jump right in. National Championship game, Clemson, we were all so on the Clemson Tiger train Turns out we chose the wrong Tigers, and LSU gets the dub. Joe Burrow is the king of everything until, I don't know when. It's going to be after the draft because he's going to go number one overall. But, Mike, how you feeling? I know I know you had a lot riding on that. I don't know if you had bets or anything like that, but I know you're upset. I know that it's hitting you pretty hard. It's hitting you pretty hard. I've never seen you this upset since later that weekend when Seattle lost. But <laughs> You really just have to poke holes at me now. <laughs> Rob, I have to ask you, what yeah. was your worst sports weekend? Worst sports weekend? Oh, jeez. That's there's there's been quite a few. Um, this could be one if the Packers win. This could be a rough go. But uh, honestly, yeah, the, the, the Lions losing um uh that playoff team to Dallas is pretty rough okay. for me personally. Kyle? That was a rough one. Any um, any outstanding ones to you? Probably the one that stands out the most is Michigan losing to Ohio State in 2016. Oh, jeez, that was a rough day yeah. too. That was that was pretty terrible. Okay. Or or them losing on the Hail Mary pass to the Packers. That was a rough day. That was a rough. That was okay. a rough go. I remember that one. I, I it's not a not a double dip, but still yeah. pretty rough. So in my 11 years of watching football, <laughs> this is by far the worst weekend I've ever had. Yeah. So listen. We have a we have a betting pool in our family. We all pick a team, yep. and we hope that they can somehow make it there. <laughs> I picked late. I had Minnesota. Guess who loses on Saturday? Minnesota. <laughs> and Sunday, my Seattle Seahawks go to Green Bay, and guess what they do? They lose. Lose. <laughs> and then Monday. And then on Monday, <laughs> I go in with my Trevor Lawrence led Clemson Tiger team up seventeen to seven. Early yep. in the second quarter, yep. and what did they do? Devil Sweeney doesn't know how to coach anymore, yep. and then they get outscored thirty-five to eight <laughs> and lose. Yep. So yes, Rob, I had the worst sports weekend I think I've ever had in my entire life. To be fair, I was on the train with you because I didn't want Green Bay to win. Um, I didn't really care about the Minnesota game necessarily, but my my Houston Texans, the team that I chose, blew a twenty-four point lead yes. to the Chiefs, so that was a rough go too. I. I Kyle's just here, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but 
Point taken, though, right? Yeah, rough weekend for you specifically. But the national championship game, this is a weird one for me because I think Clemson, you saw early on, I think Clemson was like, we're going to push the pace. They did exactly the opposite of what they did against Ohio State where there was like, oh, let's just kind of just sit around and see what happens. Instead, they kind of pushed the pace a little bit early on. and They pinned LSU back the first couple drives in the first quarter. But I think that the turning point, I think at least for me, was that last LSU touchdown for the half where I went, Oh boy, they just it was like an 18, it was like a seventeen point swing mm-hmm. like that, and I was like, oh, this game's over. And then it just got progressively worse yeah. as time went on. Does this do anything for you to shake your confidence at all in Trevor Lawrence as as the guy? I mean, because theoretically he'll be the number one pick next year, more yes. than likely, unless he completely falls off the face of the earth. Um, but once again, like you said, right, thirty five to eight, it's not good. I mean, yeah. you have you have weapons on that on that offense, and yet they couldn't do anything, and they couldn't score. It, when they got in the red zone, they had a difficult time, even in the first half. Well, I would argue also that you say they have weapons. However, when your two wide receivers are in and out of the game the entire game, right? Because no I would see low blown. Um, the one, the yeah. better one, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name right now, and uh, <laughs> Justin Ross has been in and out, which is multiple injuries all right. season. Right. Um, you're working with um, no names, really. You're working yeah. with Tom Brady-level no names out there, right. whereas LSU has five receivers that are yeah, no entering the draft this year. It's been fantastic, yeah. So, and their tight end, Thaddeus Moss is a beast. <laughs> yeah, so, so you look at it, and I think for the first half, I think I was like, that's exactly what you have to do against right. them. Yeah, I just, I just think that they just kind of got overpowered. And I don't who was the wide receiver for LSU that had the big first half? Was it Blake or something like that? Yeah. Was that his last name? Or that one corner? Like, I blame that on, on Clemson's coaching staff. Like, put a safety over yeah. there. Something. Nope. Press me, and I and I well, understood the the idea of them trying to put pressure on Burrow, force him into not being able to sit back there and just pick you apart. I totally get that, but holy crap! Well, but, you well you the thing was watching that is yeah. you put your best corner on him, yeah, and, and he just ran right by him. Well, not even that, but like it was pretty good defense for most of those plays. Yeah. Like he was like right there, the ball's just in a perfect spot. I think I think, so I think, I think carry on Johnson. He tweeted out there. He was like, "How do you think that defensive back knows knowing there is nothing he can do?" Yeah. There is nothing he can no. do. And I'm like, maybe somebody needs to give him some help over the top and have yeah. a safety over well, the there so there's not a, just a free release just going, oh, The see problem ya. is they only have two good corners on Clemson. So right. when you go into five receiver, when all five receivers are right. pro receivers. I, I get it. I get you're, it. You're double teaming right. the slot guy and the tight end yeah. where you don't have an extra guy to put out there. You're yeah. hoping that the best corner can cover the best guy and it just yeah. wasn't working. Yeah, and then they tried to press him and then he just went, whoop, goodbye, see ya, whatever. Now I'm going to ask you, Kyle. Joe Burrow, right, has the greatest season ever, literally. You know, Heisman, national championship, a gazillion and five touchdowns, right? He's going to be the first pick in the draft. If you are Cincinnati right now, how ecstatic are you that Burrow played as well as he did? And part two, that would be, is there is there any flaw in Joe Burrow's game that you see? Based off watching, especially these two games, right, against Oklahoma, where obviously the defense is terrible, but still they blew them up by a million. And then against a Clemson team that hadn't lost in two years. I mean, I, I don't I don't see a flaw specifically in this game, but I'm saying you say you get drafted by Cincinnati and you're going to be putting in, be put in a situation where you're going to be pressured constantly and your receivers aren't that great. Like, I don't, like, I've seen him throw, like, great passes, but how great will those passes be when it's, when you actually have pro mm-hmm. corners on your pro receivers mm-hmm. who are... Like you have like AJ Green, but they were not that good. But he's only going to be available for four games because he's hurt yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hurt a lot. So like, 
I, I'm just going to be watching specifically like how his transition will be and how mm-hmm. he'll be able to take the collegiate play into the NFL play. Would you, would you, as we kind of bleed a little bit into the mock draft stuff here in a second, uh, is there any chance, and I'll ask both of you guys, is there any chance at all that you would not take Joe Burrow first if you're Cincinnati? Like, is there any circumstance where you're going, okay, no, I'd rather have Tua or I'd rather have chase young or anything like that or is he like the consensus for you like if you're cincinnati you're zach taylor who's an offensive minded head coach you don't have a true quarterback right now because you don't know what dalton's gonna do he wants out right is he the guy or do you just take the best overall talent which could be chase young i think lsu um really helped joe burrow's case and really helped cincinnati's case so i think cincinnati's like he's the number one pick and even if they're wrong even if he's not the best quarterback you can look back and go Everyone in the world, world thought said, he, he right. was. Absolutely. So it's not like you can go back. It's not like they take Herbert yeah. and Joe Burrow turns out to be the greatest thing since And then like everyone's spread. like, Herbert everyone's didn't win like, Jack Squat. Yeah, right? everyone's like, yeah. well, you really just miss on that and everyone yeah. dogs you for it. Mm-hmm. If you take Joe Burrow and he's not good, it's like we did our best. We took the best right. player out there right. that we thought could help our team. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't do that, right. you can't Plus like dog him for it. Right, yeah. So, it like, really helped that performance really So you, So you think that, like, do you think he's the best prospect in the draft right now? Um, yeah, I can't say he's not. Right. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not successful either because. Well, that's, and that's the, that's always the case, right? Number one pick going the worst team in the league, theoretically, right? I think he would benefit hell of a lot more if like Miami did something and tried to trade up and go get him because Miami's got so much ammunition and so many draft picks over such a long period of time where they're going to be terrible, but at least you go in thinking, okay, but there's like building blocks that they're going to use in the future. Whereas Cincinnati, you're like, oh yeah, they were just bad because they're bad. Cincinnati went, no, no, we're going to be bad on purpose. You know what I mean? I think there's a little bit of a difference there, almost. You know what I mean? Um, is, is Is Joe definitely your number one pick if you're Cincinnati? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's inter- that, I'm I'm pretty much with you. So leading up to that, now let's just shift right into the mock draft. Oh, one more thing too, just as a quick preview for next season: Is Clemson your favorite to win the national title next Absolutely. year? Trevor Lawrence goes on a massive Absolutely. tear. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Right. I don't think there's any. Team. ETN's coming back, which is good. What isn't ETN coming yeah, back? He's yeah, coming back he's coming back, coming back senior, senior year. year. That's gonna be huge um, for him. I don't think there's a team, and they're already the odds on favorite, but yeah. I don't think there's it's a probably team. them in Ohio State. Yeah, right, because guess. they yeah. both have returning quarterbacks. Right. I think Alabama, you're working on a new guy. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you're working on a new guy. Trevor yeah. Lawrence has been the best quarterback, arguably in college football, right. for the last two years mm-hmm. without this Burrow explosion in the second half. Right. Now, he's not going to be there, so he probably won't be up there anymore. No. So They're losing everybody. You have, you have so the experience. Yeah. You have a lot of guys returning. Yeah. And this is like the year where you're like, all right, we we're like you thought people they decimated – a week ACC this year. Oh, it's gonna be disgusting. It's gonna be, it's gonna be disgusting. disgusting next Absolutely, year. absolutely. Is, is Clemson your favorite to win the national title next year? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's them in so Ohio well. State, and it's not even. I think it's it. I think it's Clemson and Ohio State. You can say one A, one B, depending on who leaves from Ohio State. But it's those two teams, and then everybody else. It's, it's, it's not even going to be those close. two. Alabama will probably get it because yep. LSU will fall off a cliff. Right, exactly. And Oregon will probably the win the Pac-12 yep. next year. Yeah. And they'll probably get it's going to be it's or be, Oklahoma, right? It's going to be very two. interesting to see that dynamic because I I think there's a clear cut one and two, and yeah. then everybody else is like, well, we're just going to try to get there and lose. Yeah, it's basically like my in my opinion, I could be completely wrong, and injuries happen and all that good stuff, but. I don't see anybody coming close to either one of those two teams. All right, let's just jump right in, though, to another edition of the Merck Zone Mock Draft. As we've explained the past couple weeks, if you haven't... 
excuse me. If you don't know what the Merckxon mock draft is, Mike finds a new mock draft every single week leading up to the week of the draft, and we diagnose basically who the Lions picked, first five or ten picks, any highlighted people. We're really going to start delving deep into the draft as the weeks go on, as the combine and all that stuff happens, because as Lions fans, that's what we do because it's basically our Super Bowl. So we're going to have to be excited for something, so might as well be a shiny new player. But, all right, Mike, so let's go ahead and tell me where this draft is from. How, how big is this draft? Is it a one, two round, three round? Uh, this <clears throat> is from NFL.com, and we're doing three rounds. Three rounds. Okay, cool. All right, anybody specific? who wrote this or is it like no, one of those it's, just, it's just like the collaboration of like gotcha. all the experts like seven people all try to chip in on this i guess great any suggestion by bucky brooks i immediately say is false because I he's did. an idiot well, but it's I, fine i know sure, <laughs> so. i'm just saying um, so all right so let's just go right I, in i don't believe there are any trades so we're going straight up straight through straight okay through. yeah all right um uh, number one cincinnati will take kyle, kyle. joe burrow he says two, I'd slap him. Just, just to be like, like oh, I just want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe, right? It is Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, no change there. Yep. Um, Washington Redskins at number two will pick Kyle. Chase him. Yeah. They do pick Chase too. <laughs> I feel like the top like, two will yeah. never change. Yeah, I don't, unless, unless, unless something, something happens. happens. Yeah, right. Or someone gets hurt. Right. Um, so now we are at number three. The Detroit Lions will pick Rob. Now, here, here's something funny that I've been thinking about, right? I think they're going to say it's Okuda, right? Okay. I think that's who they're going to say. But watching uh, Simmons from Clemson these past two games, I, I in a in the perfect world, they trade down and probably get him a little mm-hmm. bit. But that's a top five talent mm-hmm. right there. And I know, I don't know how many people would be thrilled the line took another linebacker in the first round, especially that high. But holy crap, that dude is, he is awesome. A, he is a beast. Tank like mm-hmm. that is a playmaker. Like I, I distinctively remember watching him in that first half of that national championship game, and was actively astounded by how fast and how quick he was in every play. Mm-hmm. He was in every single play in some way, shape, or form. Yes. I was absolutely blown away, and I feel like he's a bigger dude. He fits the Matt Patricia defensive scheme. So I'm telling you right now, guys. That's a guy you need to start looking at, especially the combine. He runs a fast forty and he benches twenty reps. That's two twenty-five. That's going to be a guy that everyone's going to be looking at and going, "Holy crap!" Because I think he goes number four to the Giants. I'm going to say Okuda, but that's somebody that if you're a Lions fan, you need to pay attention to because that guy's a beast. Kyle, Jeff Okuda. It is Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Uh, just for retrospect, yeah. he goes number Isaiah Simmons will go number nine to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. See that's see that's a ridiculous because they just got what's this guy the guy from Kentucky last year what, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen right they've got Miles Jack still there right I think that's too low honestly I think the Giants hundred percent unless they take a wide receiver I think the Giants would be a perfect place for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that coaching staff, that guy's got a, the new guy, Joe Judge, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. Um, they've got, you know, Jason Garrett's a new OC, which I think is hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I think defensively, if they don't if they don't sign a big-name wide receiver in free agency, like Amari Cooper, cough, cough, um, then uh, they think they go wide receiver. But that dude right there is a beast, and I am really high. As much as he's going to be my Paris Campbell, but... Uh, you know, where I was, like, obsessed mm-hmm. with him last year. That's the guy for me yeah. right now. I was absolutely blown away by his performance. All right. Uh, number four, New York Giants will select Kyle. I think they go wide receiver with C.D. Lamb. I think they go Judy. Rob is correct. Yeah. They go Jerry Judy. Yeah. C.D. Lamb will drop to number 12 to the Raiders. 
Uh, that that makes sense. That cast. actually makes sense when you think about it. They don't have really any weapons no. in Vegas, I guess. Because I think they're Vegas technically now, yeah, right? Yeah, Vegas, yeah. Okay. The owner was at the game. Yeah, talking, talking to, to Brady. Brady. I know. Dana White made a comment. He's like, if he ain't playing in New England, he better be playing here. Yeah. And I'm like, whew. We'll talk about that more as we yeah. see as we see that develop. But all right, let's go number five. Number five, Miami Dolphins will take Rob. Tua. Tua is the pick at yeah. number five. See, that's the thing about the first, like, you know, the Lions thing, right? Like, there's three. Okay, now we just get to sit and wait. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, number six, LA Chargers. Kyle, who do they select? I think the Chargers are going to pick Isaiah Simmons, as you're talking about. Yeah. Well, he already said that. They're in, I, this, in this draft, he's, he's already going. He's already yeah. going. Oh, well, he's going oh. number nine. Yeah, he's I going really nine. Told you that as right. A oh, right. In this draft, I mean, I, that's not a bad pick, though, either. I think they're going to go quarterback, especially if, because I know there's some rumors about Brady going to L.A. as well, mm-hmm. which I don't think is happening, by the way. Um, I don't think it benefits him. They have weapons already there, but I think they're going to try to look on to move on from Phillip. And because they have as many weapons as you, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you know, you've got some pieces. Who's their tight end? Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry. Right? They're all going to free agency this year. Are they really? All of them? Yep. Holy crap. All right. Well, well either way, sign them all. Right. So I would think I would think quarterback would probably be where they go. I think they go Herbert. They go Derek Brown, too, I guess, but I don't think that's where they're going to go. Uh, they do go Justin Herbert. Yeah, they do. At number yeah, six. Right. And do you, how do you think? Do you, I mean, I know you're a fan of him, but looking at him from a professional level, right? What what is your ceiling for him? Like, if you have an NFL comparison for him, who is he? Because he's weird to me. I, I don't I don't truly understand what he is yet. Um, when I when I watch him, he's kind of like a little bit of like a Kirk Cousins or Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo. Okay, where that's like, a great comparison. Where that's like, kind of where I was thinking. He kind of like, I think he can run slightly. He, like, his college one, he's a way lesser Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Where, like, like, he throws decently well. He can run the read option and stuff. But he's not, he doesn't do anything that blows people away. Right. But he does yes. everything good. Right. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at. Like, I look at him and I go... I feel like he should have better numbers. I feel he like should. he should be like, he's got a great frame, right? He's an athletic dude, you can yeah. tell. And you're just like, but something else is... I know people are like getting him on about his leadership and stuff like that. That stuff is just pre-draft fluff. Yeah. But from a, just a playmaking performance, I don't know. He's a weird one for me. It's one of those guys where I'm just kind of like... I, what no, you, he's what he, are he you? reminds me of a Garoppolo where I think Garoppolo is just solid and he doesn't, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't do anything do great. He just yeah. manages the game and he w- doesn't do anything to screw you over and again. Yeah. That's what Garoppolo exactly. does. And that's what I think Herbert will be. Will yeah. be he'll just get you like one or two touchdowns, right. 150 to 200 yards. Right. And, and you're going to run the ball and run the ball right. and he won't mess you up. Right. He won't throw that game tying interception that right. gets the defense on the field or whatever. Right. Um, do you think that because of that, if that's your ceiling, right, do you think that that's the right pick? Or do you think that maybe the Chargers should go a different route saying, all right, let's maybe keep Phillip Brown for a year and then wait if we're still terrible, we'll completely, you know, crap the bed and then go and try to get Trevor Lawrence. I think I think Justin Herbert's a good pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would be a long-term pick, but I do think that um, if you do pick him, I think if he sits behind a Phil Rivers or Brady yeah. or whoever, right. I think if he takes that year, yeah. I think he can – Come on. Like, he'll be a Garoppolo mm-hmm. where you right. sit on Brady for a year or two, right. and then he's just become very solid. Yeah. I think that's where Herbert could go. Okay, cool. All right, let's let's uh, let's round out the anybody, – any anybody major going uh, in? So, Carolina, at the very next pick at seven, yeah. will pick Derek Brown. Okay. The okay. defensive tackle, tackle. on yeah. Auburn. That's a guy, too, Lions fans. That There's a couple guys that I really want to highlight here. Okuda, obviously, the corner from Ohio State. Derek Brown, the defensive lineman out of Auburn. And Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. I think those are your three probably top 
top picks yeah. in some way order. I think that going into the combine, if, if those all those guys perform as well as everyone's kind of expecting them to, um, I would say those are probably the three picks. Obviously, too, I'm, I, these are fun because I want to go back, and we'll have to remind ourselves of this, is when free agency hits and mm-hmm. some of those spots are kind of filled, how the how the board changes, yeah. right? If you go back and listen to our, our previous shows last year where it was like, okay, it's, it's going to be a pass rusher. It was always a pass rusher, mm-hmm. right? And then they took Hawkinson where people finally at the very end started maybe saying – it yeah. could be him, right? So it's it's very interesting to see kind of where where yeah. they're falling right now because it could completely change yeah. after free agency here, frenzy. Here are two interesting picks late yeah. in the first round. New England would take Jake Fromm, quarterback out of Georgia. Wow, that is a power Belichick move. Mm-hmm. I like Jake Fromm. I don't. I, Jake Fromm to me is another guy, not a great like yeah. blow away arm kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But once again, another guy who's just like you know what, Sony Michelle's there. I got okay wide receivers that they could give him some more weapons. Yep. I think I think he'd be a good pick. And T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, goes yep. to Green Bay. No, I hate Green Bay. So yeah, okay. but that's just no. and that's like very expected because you're going to take <laughs> yeah. a wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, they need they need a wide receiver number two for sure. Absolutely. I think they tried to do everything they could with their defense. So I don't know. This for um, me feels like a Packers like win now. Yeah. Kind of mode. It's like, this year like next it's year. like this. Yeah. Like you got a small window here. But mm-hmm. anyway, let's. All right. Let's so go. So we are heading into the second round. Okay. So number 34, 33, Cincinnati will take Solomon Kinley, a guard out of Georgia. Okay. One of the better guards in the draft. Yeah, for sure. And number 34, Indianapolis. Protect quarterback. Indianapolis Courts. Colts yep. will take quarterback Jacob Eason out of Washington. Okay. And that's, that's a very popular pick, I guess. That's that's interesting to me. Uh, the Colts are weird because they're like, we don't know Jacoby Brissett's going to be the guy. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is mm-hmm. the guy. I think they know that in their minds already. I would not be shocked to see the Colts be one of those teams to try to move up in the first round to go get a Jake Fromm or to go get somebody like that, right? Especially if, say, Brady leaves, mm-hmm. right? Then it'd be hard to switch it to England. But if he goes to LA, right, maybe the Chargers are like, maybe we can kick this can down a couple years. You know what I mean? And yeah. go get some more picks and help Burton help a guy out. You know, very interesting. I'd be I wouldn't be shocked to see them trade up and do something like the Chiefs did and move way up and give up a lot to get their version mm-hmm. of Mahomes. Alright, so number so our second round pick, Detroit Lions will take Kyle. Ooh. No kidding, right? I think depending on what they do in free agency, I still think they stay. I think they, there's a there's a multitude of ways. Um, I mean, is it offensive or defensive side of the ball? It's an offensive guy. It's an offensive guy. Yes. All right, then I'm gonna say it's a lineman of some sort. If I had to guess, they're not gonna take a tight end. They have way too much invested tight. If they take a tight end, I'm gonna be pissed. Okay. Um, I guess it could be a wide receiver, theoretically, just based off of the fact Amendola's one-year deal. They don't know how much Marvin they're going to keep Marvin. Obviously, I would expect they're going to extend Galladay, but after that, you don't got a lot at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I guess now that I say that, they're going to take a wide receiver, aren't they? Okay. Kyle, you have any ideas? I'll give you another hint. They, yeah. He plays in the Big Ten. Oh, jeez. At what position? Well, I'm not gonna. That's like the line. They're taking Shea Patterson. It's a skill position, <laughs> Big Ten player. Skill position. Is it that Olave guy? Can, is he available? Is he? Is he? Did he declare is yet? Is it Rondell Moore? No. Is it? Is it Dobbins? Tell me it's Dobbins. Nope. Oh man, I honestly, if they took Dobbins, I'd be like, you know what? I'm a little upset they took a running back again, but right. that guy's beast. Well, <laughs> you're right at the position. Their pick would be Why? Jonathan Taylor. 
Wisconsin running back. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's Dobbins go? He goes two picks later to the Chargers. Yeah, see, no, I want Dobbins. I'd rather have Dobbins. The, name me a Wisconsin running back that has played well since entering the draft. They all were good. Remember Monty Bell? Remember him? He got drafted by Denver, and he was supposed to be, like, he had 2,000 rushing yards a year. He was terrible. Melvin Gordon, what has he had? One good season? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a free agent next year? Screw that, dude. Give me Dobbins every way, all day. All right, let's just go right to the Lions' third round pick. Okay, just tell um, me because I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't done enough research yet. I, I really delve in right before combine time. Is okay. when I'm. Uh, so they will pick at number sixty-seven in yeah. the third round, and they pick Troy Die linebacker out of Oregon. Yeah, no, I think. I here's the thing, guys. Too, I think people need to get prepared for this. That maybe free agency isn't going to be super exciting for your Detroit Lions this year because um, you don't have any offensive linemen right now. So I'm expecting that to be a. Huge position. That's kind of why I thought they might go O line in the second round, mm-hmm. is because I, depending on what they do in free agency with who they have now, that that's going to be a position of need, like at all spots. So outside of center, really. So and the only Michigan guy to go in the top three rounds is Uche? Levert Hill. Really he goes to Dallas. Yeah, that's a that's round. a Dallas pick. Yeah. Press guy. Thirty of Lewis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. get the whole Michigan yeah. secondary. Michigan secondary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. That's gonna be it for part one. We're doing three parts today, guys. It's gonna be the part after the break. We're gonna talk NFL coaching changes, and then we're also gonna talk the Astros ceiling signals, and then in part three, we're gonna be talking some wrestling. So stick around. We will be right back. Hey guys, it's the mouth of Michigan, Robin Deck, and I've been talking to you guys about this guy for weeks, and yet. I don't see those numbers rolling in. I want to see you guys giving my boy, Nick DiStefano, a call. 586-556-0304. He is the realtor to the stars. If he's giving guys like me mortgage mortgage advice, if he's giving me house advice, he's helping me find my first house. He's helping the Merckstone find his first house. He's helping the whale man, Kyle Budzanowski, find a place over in Lansing as he goes to Michigan State to find a place to live. He is the guy to go to. For all of your home realty needs, whether you're selling, whether you're buying, whether you're a first-time buyer, or this is your millionth house that you're buying, he is the guy to go to. That's Nick DiStefano, 586-556-0304, nick at nickd.realty.com. He is the guy for you. I I promise you, I would not be endorsing this guy if I didn't believe in his process. He is the number one realtor in the state of Michigan, bar none. Now, here's part two of the special three-part episode. And welcome back to part two of this special three-part episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Episode 60, guys. It is craziness. Um, let's just jump right in, though. M- NFL coaching changes now. Black Monday happened about two weeks ago, and every NFL coaching vacancy has been filled. Uh, Mike, who is the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns? Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Who? Uh, the the Vikings <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. This past year. Obviously, right? And it's funny that I, I want to bring them up specifically just for a second. They were the last ones to fill their vacancy, right? Now, all the other ones, right? We have Dallas with Mike McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. The Giants, um, Joe Judge, the special teams coordinator for the New England Patriots. I think he was also the wide receivers coach. Um, Matt Rule, the former Baylor head coach, the new Carolina Panthers head coach. Ron Rivera goes from Carolina to Washington. And then who am I missing? Am I, missing somebody oh, you else? Got I got all five. I got all five, right? The, the Browns one, though, is what I want to emphasize just here just for a second, is the guy interviewed last year for the same job. They didn't give it to him. And now this year, I feel like the Browns are like, no, we're going to do a diligent search. And then they wind up hiring the guy they were going to hire last year, except for John Dorsey overruled him. They don't have a GM, mm-hmm. right? But it's a it's a process. Is there any way you would ever take the Cleveland Browns job? 
Like, I get every coach is like, I want to be a head coach in the NFL. No doubt, right? But if you're a good enough coordinator, at some point you get a look most of the time, it feels like. Is there any way you guys would ever take the Browns job? Um, yes. With the current ownership that it is right now. Well, yes, the ownership sucks, <laughs> but um, the, the team itself is very, yeah, is it has very a lot of talented. talent. Yeah, a lot and, of like, talent. You have a lot of potential yeah. to do stuff with it, mm-hmm. but I like. I see where you're coming from where yeah. like the ownership might like. Like, they're, they're so quick. You, like, right? all right, we're 0 3. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like. Well, well, at that point, then you're just. Well, they keep a guy who went 0 16 still. So That's what's crazy. But then they fire. I mean, I get it. They underperformed this year, yeah. clearly. But, like,. At the same time, you're like, okay, you fire. You've had like eight head coaches in like ten years. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been crazy the lack of consistency they have in Cleveland. Is there any way you take Cleveland job, Cleveland Browns job, Kyle? If I didn't care about my life, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if I was content with my yeah, right? life. Maybe. Right. Right. I mean, whatever. So out of those jobs, though, guys, I want to ask you, what is the best fit? Right, the new guy and the team. Right, as as the team is made up of right now. Is there is there a place where you go that coach? With that team makes a hell of a lot of sense because I feel like this year is a little bit different. Where we, you almost could have pinpointed like certain coordinators or people that you're like, okay, there, here's the list of people that could have been chosen for head coaching job. I don't think a lot of these guys who got hired were on anybody's list. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take. I think Ron Rivera to Washington is probably yep. the best. I agree um, with you. Because I think Washington is strong on the defensive side. Yep. Doesn't have the offense, but mm-hmm. you just make it that much better mm-hmm. with Ron Rivera there. Yep. And now presumably you get Chase Young in the sec in the second overall pick. Yeah. Um that just that D line that D line is gonna be stacked. Mm-hmm. Linebacker's very good and even their secondary is pretty solid. Yeah. So now all you like now you got the defensive part. Now you can probably win up to about eight and eight right. with that. Yeah, and Bruce just, Allen's out of there too, so he's no longer team president, which is a huge part of that, right? Too. Yeah. And um, so all you have to work on is really the offense and develop Dwayne Haskins a little bit. And right. I think you have a pretty solid team that contend in the East. When yeah. the NFC East is not looking as strong as it has been usually. Absolutely, for sure. Kyle, is there is there a coach that you think fits really well for whatever reason with the culture, with the team, or like what does this coach bring to this team that goes, Okay, like that's gonna be like that's gonna be a good marriage. Um, most of these coaches I've never seen in my life. Um, <laughs> You've heard of Mike McCarthy. Well, Mike Packard. McCarthy right. and Ron Rivera. Yeah. But since I know nothing about them, I'm gonna agree completely with Mike. <laughs> People ask me all the time, "What does Kyle bring to the table?" That right there. That's what he brings yeah. to the table right there. Sure I think. Is. Yeah. Right. No kidding. Um, I think another guy too. I think let's go the opposite side. What what is the worst? Because I agree. I think Ron Rivera is the guy. I think he's going to bring some discipline to a, uh, a a young Washington team. I think outside the Joe Judge thing is yet to be seen. I think everyone's trying to replicate the Patriots formula. I get it. The Matt Rule thing. I'm not going to write off completely just because mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like you don't know really what's going to happen. You know, hiring a guy from college to the pros. That's a different is a different thing, but I think the one team that completely swung and missed was the Cowboys. I don't like the Mike McCarthy signing only because you have you have a team that is theoretically built for a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? That defense you've paid everybody, right? You're now going to probably pay your quarterback, right? Who was let's just let's call a spade a spade. I bet he's average, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit above average. Okay, he does. You don't have a lot of weapons. Right with him because you're not going to be able to probably pay Cooper. Right, mm-hmm. you don't have another. You don't really have a number two. So 
with all being said, you didn't pick a guy. You you chose a guy that you think has a lot of head coaching experience so that you, that can theoretically get you over the top of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're bringing in another recycled coach with an antiquated offensive system. Clearly, why else did he? He had Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and they missed the playoffs for two straight years. So something there was not working. So you bring in a guy that you think is going to do what for you. I just think that the Cowboys needed to bring in somebody that was going to kind of change the culture and mm-hmm. change the, the mindset a little bit. And I think they went super, super safe. I don't know yeah. how you feel about it, but I just feel like, if, is there a team that you think more missed completely on on somebody? I, I mean, I just don't know about Joe Judge at right. all. So I think... I think that you, was a shocker. I, I went, think, who the hell is this I dude? know. I think you could have got a better coach in New York. Yeah, It's sure. kind of my thing. For like, sure. which, Would you about, have rather taken Jason Garrett as your head coach instead of your OC? Would you have hired Jason Garrett if you were the Giants? Um, no, only because yeah. like I, you've seen what he can do. At True least big. Joe Judge right. is like Unknown. a fresh face. Yeah. So like, if it starts working out great, you're mm-hmm. like, see, that's what we did. Right. And if it doesn't work out, then you right. just kind of let him go after a couple years, and you can do the process over again. Exactly. Um. So I think it's almost it's like you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it could turn out where mm-hmm. we're talking about in a year from now being wow. They're twelve and four and one of the best teams in the league, or they're three and thirteen. It's like, why did they sign this guy? Right, exactly. So, Kyle, is there a guy that you just don't understand where they're getting this intel from? Like, what made you? I know Kyle's <laughs> like, well, I don't know any of Everyone. these people, so I'm gonna go with none of them. They're all great hires. No? <laughs> um, from my analysis and listening to my fellow peers, I am going to agree with Michael yeah. saying not against Joe Judge, but yeah. not because only Michael. I. I actually do have known some stuff about the hire, and I feel like I mean I feel like just there's more chances of this going bad than good. Like mm-hmm. I know it's something new, and maybe he can just be like, "Yeah, we're changing everything about the culture. Our players are getting up at three in the morning and, and practicing seventy four hours a day, and yada yada yada." Right. But I just feel like, especially with Jason Garrett, I I would have taken him as my head coach. I just feel like he needed a new situation over the the OC over right. Judge, mm. but. That's just a me thing. Yeah. Well, I think I think Garrett's a better uh, hire at the OC because yeah. I don't think he knows how to do defense at all. Which no. you saw this last year when they go eight and eight. Oh, and Rod Marinelli is still quote unquote your defensive coordinator. I'm sorry, but base Tampa two don't work no more. No, but like <laughs> I'm saying where if you're just focusing on the offense, yeah. the offense was explosive. Yeah. Dak Prescott threw. They for kept killing more in Dallas. They kept killing more. Yeah. So I mean, signing him at the OC and Joe Judge. At the head coach, you can realistically, if he's not performing, you can kick him out and just move promote, Garrett to the head coach. Promote, right. That has to right. be a and thing. I think, too, I think so. hiring Garrett in New York allows them to have that guy where he can be like, hey, he's done this before, right? Which I think is which is smart. I'm not going to. I, I think the Carolina one was a little bit weird too. Like, oh, I love but, that rule. I, I think he's. I think he's a good coach, right? But like. You once again, that is a team. You are bringing a a non NFL head coaching experience guy into a situation where you don't know who your quarterback is going to be. You just lost your best defensive player, and it's not even close. So you have a lot of moving unknown question mark kind of plays right now, mm-hmm. and you were just an average team. You know what I mean? So it's like because I don't think what who was the backup that played pretty well for them. Uh, uh, for Carolina, who are you talking about? For their quarterback, who was their guy? Allen, Allen right? Yeah. Is he the guy? Who knows, right? Are they going to yeah. what? What are they doing, Cam Newton? Are they going to keep him? Is he going to let him? You know what I mean? There's a lot of moving pieces there where you just go, I don't know what's going back. What's your dream job out of those five? Right? Is there a, is there a place that you'd like to go to? All things considered, ownership, the team makeup, right? Your expectation going in, 
you know, anything like that, is there a team that you'd be like, yeah, I want to coach that team? Oh, I would want to coach the Giants. Yeah, really? Because you get Saquon Barkley, so you have the strong run. That was, like, definitive. Yeah. yeah, you got Saquon Barkley, you have Daniel Jones, who's young, mm-hmm. and he looks like he has potential to be very good. Mm-hmm. You only need a wide receiver or two. Yep. And the defensive side is not as bad as people think. They're kind of... No. Throwing games away, kind of. But when you when they actually go in, they play the Patriots. It's twenty one seventeen at the end. Right. Like it's like we have close battles mm-hmm. with some teams. Mm-hmm. So I think the Giants would be a very good spot to go. I think all these other teams, like I don't think Wash. I think Washington has a longer time to get there. Absolutely. I Absolutely. think they're playing the. Long I think game. the Browns. You just have too much going on, and management's not Jeez. good. Um, I just personally probably... I think Dallas is another choice, yeah. like, objectively. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to go to Dallas as a personal person. Right. And the Carolina. Panthers have so many question marks. Right. We I think they're more than Washington. Yeah, we just laid them out. Well, how about you, Kyle? Is there a team that you would have preferred? Like, if I... If, you know, you're, you had your call of the shots. Like, you're the best offensive or defensive coordinator in the land. Is there a team that you would have liked to go to out of those five? Uh, I'd probably go to Dallas. Yeah. Because I just, I just want to go to Texas. I think it would be nice to live there. That's probably when uh, Mike that's, could have slept, slept at Jerry Jones' house like Mike McCarthy did. They fell in love. That's basically what yeah. happened. I'm going to agree with you, though, Kyle, a little bit. I think Dallas, because they're built... Now, the pressure to win now is very high. I mean, yeah. they're, they're expected to go compete for a Super Bowl. But knowing you're probably going to pay Dak, right... And you got Zeke. The offensive line is still there. The defense is really the strength of the team, and people don't even realize it's the strength of the team. Um, you got Jalen Smith. You got Demarcus Lawrence. You have these people. You know what I mean? I think they're probably going to wind up resigning Byron Jones. I think if they probably. have the money. Um, but if they don't, right, that's a missing piece. But I think Dallas is a team where it's like, okay, you're built. Now I like your analysis on the Giants. I honestly wouldn't mind going to Washington just because, yeah, you're playing the long game. But if you have ownership, who's one like, listen. We know where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think the the Browns think that they should have won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. I think that's why Kitchens got fired. They're like, mm-hmm. well, we got Odell. We got, uh, you know, uh, Olivier Vernon. We got all these all these different big-name, quote-unquote, pieces, and yet they didn't win jack squat. Mm-hmm. So I think they think that they've got the quarterback, they think. Yeah. They they've got the wide receivers. They got a good running game. They got a good. They got a decent offensive line. You've got Miles Garrett and you know, Olivier Vernon and all these people. And uh, the, who's the corner for them? Uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Thank you. Yeah. Right. You've got pieces. Right. I think that that is a team where you're like you know, but there's too much dysfunction where I think they want to win now. I think the Washington is going okay. Let's let's turn this around. Let's build a really great defense. Protect our young quarterback. Let's go get him some weapons, make him look good, and I think we're off and running. You know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting take nonetheless. All right, let's move away now from the football side of things. Let's go to baseball. We don't do a lot. Of, we don't do a lot of baseball talk on the show because the Tigers are well, just quite frankly, they're terrible. Um, but with that being said, there's some big news going on in the MLB right now. The Astros are being accused. Have they have they technically been like? Um, Converted or like you know, convicted, converted, convicted of anything yeah. yet? Have they officially? Yeah, the okay. 2017 one is basically right. The year, year in question, right? So, right, their GM gone, uh, ha- uh, manager gone. Alex Cora, their bench coach from that year from Boston, won a World Series two years ago. Gone. All these people are getting fired, fines off the Wazan. Astros losing their first and second round pick for a few years. A lot of, a lot of different things. All party. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, we're just gonna pay people. It's fine. Um, but. You know, a big scandal, honestly, for the whole stealing sign thing. Mike, I'm going to ask you first. You're kind of an Astro guy. 
Um, sure. I think. Sure, why not? Um, thoughts on this whole sign stealing thing? Because I've listened to some people. Um, you know, like on the Pat McAfee show, they had an all-star catcher from the Reds and everything else. He's like, he's like, it's been happening forever. Like, everyone yeah. steals signs. They always try to do something to get some sort of competitive edge. Do you care? Is this something for you where you're like, oh my gosh, like... See, I think stealing signs is not the issue with yeah. it because I get, like, in football, you, you steal signs. Oh, yeah, you look at the side, You look at the side, and every time he goes like this, it's a screen. You go, okay, <laughs> when he goes like this, it's a screen or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people, sure. try, you try to get yeah. the advantage any way you can. Absolutely. But physically... Adding in a camera to look yeah. at the catcher, yeah. and then having the little screen in the dugout, yeah. so you are watching it, right. and then go and then banging the trash can. How many times? Like, okay, fastball, we're gonna bang it once. Change right. up, we're gonna bang it twice, and then where the location is, and then seeing their exponential, like so much. Oh yeah, they were hitting. so much better at home. It was, I think it was the point where it was like they're almost unbeatable at home. Yeah. that year, like the games, like you can go back and it was yeah, like the they lose, crazy. they lose two to one and like three to two on the road, and then they win nine to one, eight to one, and six to two yeah. at home. Right. Like, how do you just the splits these, don't make sense? Yeah, the splits right. don't make any sense. Right. You had a game where you had like eight home runs. Mm-hmm. How do you have eight home runs right. without knowing the signs in a right. World Series game mm-hmm. against the best one of the best pitching rotations that year too? Because uh, who are they playing? I think they played. Did they play the Dodgers? Yeah, they were playing the Dodgers. Yeah. You had Clayton Kershaw, who's probably one of the best pitchers in baseball ever. in a long time, yeah. maybe even ever. Yeah. And he let up five home runs. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That all the time. For so sure. yeah. I, I think from all of that standpoint, mm-hmm. I just think it's like awful for the look at baseball. Right. Now, Kyle, same question to you, right? Is there anything for you? Does this diminish it? Does it should the penalty, should, should it have been worse? Should, does that require, does this require like a vacation of like, it's like that title is vacated on their part? Like, because theoretically, if I know what pitch is coming, I'm a professional baseball hitter. I got a good shot of blowing you away at that point let's change up never mind uh, oh fastball all right well i'm ready for it you know what i mean and you're ready to cock load it is there should there have been more penalty do you care at all as a fan do you even you know is it anything what's your take on it well assuming that that they won this like world series because like because they cheated I yeah mean, like heavily cheated like as a I, I mean i don't really think the fine or like the penalty really matters but like as like a fan ex- uh, fan ex- like experiences like you're there as an astro fan watching all this happen like yeah all of like your emotions that you felt during this they they're, they're still real they still right. happen for sure happen for sure and you could take away their title you know you could like penalize them all you want but like those like those feelings the winning the championship the seeing the walk-off yeah. home runs like that still happened and as and and i'm not really an astros fan but if i were an astro fan astros fan i still would have the enjoyment of knowing that I get right. to watch sure. them win a World Series. For sure. See, I, I always equate it, and I was talking to people at work about it, yeah. and I said, listen, if the Lions win a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and you found out two years later that they were videotaping the signs and they knew exactly what every single play was and that's how they won, would you be okay with it? People were like, yeah, I'll be okay with it because we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, to be I'm gonna be the first one to be like, oh, they cheated? Okay, do we still are we, are we still Super Bowl champions though? Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like so, no offense, but like see, score. See those people. You cannot be like angry yeah. at that because that's very hypocritical. Right, you can't yeah. be like, oh, it's bad for baseball, for sure. but if our team does it, it's no. Okay, here's the thing, though. Thing. I would agree, though. 
know, and I think you're right. I think it's a bad look for baseball, mm-hmm. right? I, as a fan, if I'm just strictly a fan of the Astros and I don't care how they got the job done, yeah, they got exactly. the job done, I'm cool. But as a as if you're just like I'm a still fan of the NFL, I would not be okay. It, it does add a blemish, right, to it. Mm-hmm. But for a team, and I think the Astros are a very good comparison to the Lions because the Astros have never been good exactly. until now. So. In the same way, if I knew the Lions cheated to win, I'm still like, we still got the ring for it. I got the photos to show it kind of yeah. thing. But I'm also like, now every time we talk about this, it's going to be about that. It's not about the fact they won. It's now about, exactly. well, you wouldn't have won without it. I'm still, as a fan, I'm thrilled. But as a fan of the league, I think it's a really poor look. Mm-hmm. Because, and especially baseball, and even to the NFL now with your comparison... There's every every time you see it, it's just one more thing. Whether it's videotaping somebody, recording practices, you know, exactly. going and all that stuff like that. I think you're just hurting the integrity of the game. And everybody already thinks most of the stuff is fixed mm-hmm. anyway. So I'm honestly surprised that like the NBA hasn't been hit with something more like yeah. this. Honestly, see, like, I, I was thinking about it. How is there a way to cheat in the NBA? Oh, actually, I know exactly how. How? Because I actually want. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, how much time do we have? We have a little bit of time left. Um, remember Tim Donahue, the guy who got a, this may be a little bit before your time, but um, where was that eleven years ago, <laughs> <laughs> he was the ref who got who got accused and went to jail for betting on yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. Remember? Okay, he did an interview, I think, with Barstool Barstool Sports. I guess give them a shout out um, about that how they did it. He never called anything intentionally, right? To to force to favor a line, right? Yeah. The NBA would send them directives based on the play and how they were officiating previous games, and coaches would write into the league, and the league would then forward this over to the refs, basically saying the refs would be like, for instance, Phil Jackson wrote to the NBA that Kobe was not getting called for fouls, mm-hmm. right? Like, when he would go to the lane, they weren't calling fouls on him. So the NBA would then send a directive to the refs and say, you need to start calling these more often. So the refs would know, just, be- and then Tim Donahue would know, based off of, oh, Kobe's going to go to the line 25 times tonight. Mm-hmm. Because the NBA wants you to him to go to the line 25 times a night, right? So there was an active directive from the NBA to say, this stuff needs to start getting called a certain way. And they even have a specific route. His name escapes me at the time. It wasn't that guy specifically. Right? He would always officiate game sixes and to ensure that the that that series would go to a game seven mm-hmm. because it helps for the ratings you know yeah. what i mean so i do think it's but it's it's from the league that's what i mean itself so it's I, not, I, I'm, not, i'm looking at like from like like a pissance is there right. a way no for the no best no it, it's it's a way. big it's almost bigger than the nba where they're going and it even says like it's not it's it's not necessarily one person or an organization. It's the entire league trying to do what no, maximize the exposure of the NBA to, and the way to do it. And they said that Kings Lakers game that happened that, was, that time. They said that that was the one time where it got overkill, mm-hmm. and that's why people notice it and still remember it to this day is because it was so bad. I th- mm-hmm. I thoroughly believe that. That's why I always think that yeah. when games go to games like when the when Cavs won that title, yeah, right. and they went to Game Six, I went if they wouldn't get like. If they win Game Five, they will win Game Six to go to Game right. Seven because there's no way you're gonna go Game Five and then just lose Game Six. Right. Like there's right. no way that that's you're the point lose though. That and game. that, but the integrity of it is, is that it's it, how much of it then is it the Cavaliers and, and or how, how much, much of it is it the league saying no, you're gonna make sure this game goes to exactly. Game Six by all right, LeBron goes to the hole, doesn't get touched. No, that was a foul. Exactly. Right? Or you know what I mean. So those those, the, those are the things where yeah. I think people get mad at, at guys like LeBron, Kawhi, Durant, whoever. Curry, where it's like those guys get benefits of the calls. It's because they do, yeah. and it's and it's glaringly obvious. So it's 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 weird to think of it that way. But I'll I'll send you the link for that because okay. it's actually like quite revealing. Where he's like, they're not 
we're not skewing the games because we're calling things that aren't wrong, but like they made another analysis they just, where they just add more. Like right. people say, right. oh, the NBA they they oh, right. keep they uh, swallow their whistle, mm-hmm. and instead of doing that, they just call right. More like stuff. they said one time, Allen Iverson cussed out a ref. So for like the next two weeks, every referee decided that every time Allen Iverson would carry, because every every basketball player ever carries, right? They would call him for it. Yeah. And so Allen Iverson actually went up to that guy, Tim, and he went, Tim, how long is this going to keep happening? And he goes, what are you talking about? He's like, we both know what we're talking about. He's like, how long are we going to be dealing with this for? And he's yeah. like, about two weeks. And he went, okay. Yeah. And it's like, so like it's those inner workings within the leagues where you just go, damn. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. But, all right. After the break, we're going to talk in all wrestling. So, all you wrestling fans that have been waiting, now is the time. We're going to pick a Royal Rumble winner. We're going to talk about AEW's extension with TNT. All that good stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's the Mouth of Michigan. Just reminding you once again that we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m. on all your favorite streaming services, whether that's Spotify, Google Play Music, maybe it's uh, Apple iTunes, maybe it's Stitcher. Wherever you like to enjoy your podcast, we are there. And if we're not on one, please let us know at iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. Reminder, our YouTube video goes live every Wednesday at 7 a.m. as well. Make sure you're subscribed to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast on YouTube as well. And make sure you go to our website and join our mailing list, imalwayswritepc.com, just to make sure that if you hear any of the big news coming from the show, you'll be the first ones to know. You can leave a comment, suggest maybe a show topic. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you'd like to advertise your business or your product here on the show, we are more than welcome to do it. Just give us a shout out. Reach out to us, iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com, or go fill out a our contact page at our website imalwayswritepc.com now here's part 3 of episode 60 and welcome back to part 3 thank you Kyle for being here in episode 60 let's jump right in though Mike to our forte the squared circle here uh, let's forte. yeah let's talk first i want to talk AEW's um, extension with TNT they signed through 2023 i believe they're going to be getting a second show so first i want to ask you you know which could possibly just be AEW dark on television but it is. Yeah, but they they haven't they haven't they've officially announced it. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? They did it on Ring Sense Sports. It said that. Um, well, they they're, just they're, I, they didn't know like a day and a time and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I but, thought like, they're they're it's gonna be moved. Because I still thought they were gonna do something on YouTube, outside of being the elite too. Now, anyway, regardless, right? So I say it's AW Dark. Anyway, um, but they're gonna get a second show. I think I think they said the speculation is on Tuesdays because WWE doesn't write anything on Tuesday. Yeah. So I think that's what they were thinking. Um, my point being is that AW already gets an extension just a few months into their debut. How shocked are you, if at all, that AEW's already like the ratings? Let's be clear, the ratings haven't been blowing anybody away. No. And for NXT or AEW, to be fair, but. You know, they're doing okay, but they're not, like, groundbreaking numbers. Are you surprised that, a- that TNT was just like, no, let's go. Like, we're fully invested well, in I do it? think when you look at comparative numbers, I think the ratings are actually kind of good. Because you're, you're hitting just under a million yeah. for just about every week. And AEW does, like, 600,000. So if you took AE- or if you took NXT away mm-hmm. with the 600, you're getting, like, 1.6 probably. Maybe right. 1.3 sure. or for something. Sure. Yeah. Which would be a pretty good number, mm-hmm. considering AEW's been around for, what, two months now? Right. Three months now yeah. on TV. Um... I'm not shocked that they got this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the product's been pretty good in yeah. the last like month or so. Yeah. Um, or actually, since October, it's been relatively pretty good. Yeah. And um, I mean, what, what do you think about time. the second show? Because I think that is huge. I think it is huge because the, one of the biggest problems that we've talked about before is the fact that we feel like, all right, I see Jericho every week, right? I see Jack Swagger or Hater, mm-hmm. whatever like that, right? I see like the same group of guys yeah. every single week. 
And yet now with this AEW Dark thing, like it's not appointment television for me to watch AEW Dark. It's not. No matter what you announce, I I don't. I'm not going to sit through an hour thing and just sit and watch it. Usually, right? It's got to be on TV because if you make it important, then I'm going to think it's important. So then getting the second show. I think is a humongous deal for them to get more talent over. I, I liken it to WCW Thunder, mm-hmm. where it was like, we need to get more talent and more younger talent and people that we don't know on television mm-hmm. so that people watch, so that when they see them on Dynamite, then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember, I see Yeah, that. I'm interested to see if they use Dark now if it mm-hmm. goes to... I don't know what they are going to do it because TNT does big basketball on Tuesday and Thursday. Right, that was so, my thought too. So I don't know if they're going to do just, it earlier in the night or yeah, something. Yeah, they're going to do it at seven because it's only yeah. an hour show, and then have right. it at TNT at eight mm-hmm. or whatever. So whatever they decide to do with mm-hmm. it, I'm interested to see if they use that as like almost like I was going to say SmackDown, but it's not real. Like right. a developmental, like right. you put on guys like. Uh, private party or like mm-hmm. the guys who aren't as over but are very good and like well i think you, start you use it right there. i think you use dark to be like all right we got to get joey janelle let's get jimmy havoc That's let's what I mean. get all these Those guys, guys that, right that you, nobody you really knows you won't see guys like jericho there like they, that's, they say that's yes, dynamite absolutely. where like the guys you're kind of building or mm-hmm. like like darby allens and stuff mm-hmm. i think what they should do this would be awesome they had a mid-card title that they had yes. every single week. Yes. On I, I, we've Dark. been calling for that for weeks, and they're all like, well, we want to focus on the titles we have. I'm like, okay, well, your tag champs haven't been on TV in forever, mm-hmm. right? They're going to defend against Kenny and, and Adam Page at the pay-per-view, so we know they're retaining because that's going to be the turn. Yeah. You know that's coming, right? So you have these things. Like, MJF should be your television champion or yeah. whoever, right? Like, that should be whatever the case may be. That is a great point. And, two, I worry that AEW Dark is just going to become a big massive ad mm-hmm. for Wednesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to avoid that. you got to give me something because it. you can either turn one of two ways. You can either look at, like, it can turn into SmackDown, right? SmackDown is a viable second brand for WWE. Or it can turn into main event. Remember yeah. main, main event? That's what I mean, like you know WWE I mean? superstars. Yeah. We don't want superstars. That sucks. Like, no one wants that. You know what I mean? After the first show, no one wants it anymore. No. You know? So you don't want that. So it's got to be, you got to have a you gotta have a vision in mm-hmm. mind. I'm a little surprised they're getting a second show as quickly, but I think it's extremely necessary mm-hmm. because they don't have enough TV time as is to get as many people on television as yeah. they need to develop these lower storylines. I get it. Cody MJF? Cool. Jericho Moxley? Cool. And then I got nothing else. There's no there's no real meat after that. You know what I mean? So it's good that they're getting this show. Alright, let's shift now from AEW to the WWE. We've been you know, we've been talking about this. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. that's my favorite time of the year. Royal Rumble season is here. Royal Rumble is next week. Um we pretty much know most of the participants at this point. I don't think there's many. I think you could guess. They don't announce the NXT guys until probably the day of the show. Right, exactly. But you can, like, hypothetically know right. who's going to be in it. Right. Now, the interesting caveat in the men's one, yeah. and that you probably know of yeah. if you watched Raw in the last three weeks, is Lesnar comes in at one, yes. and he's just going to be in the Rumble. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's WWE champion, but he's also going to be in the Rumble. And they're because... not defending the title in the Rumble. He's just in the Rumble. Which I think, honestly, would have been a better way to just... Get the title off him, is then he gets eliminated. They need to yeah, beat exactly. You know I mean? That would have been a lot and then better. And you could have had but... a coming back storyline yeah, or something. Exactly. But like, mm. he's gonna be in the rumble. The guy who eliminates him, that's his match against Mania. Exactly. Right. And you can really better. set that right. stuff up. But right. But you got some big names, right? Lesnar's gonna be there. I know Cain Velasquez has already said he's gonna be in the rumble. Yeah. For whatever reason, so uh, Strowman's gonna be in it. Strowman, Reigns probably gonna be in it. Reigns, McIntyre. I think Rollins is gonna be in. Yeah. Reigns already announced, right? So you know, you got all your major players, right? The women's one, it, it is what it is. You'll see ten, just be a normal one. Ten, ten, and ten. Are you no? 
here's the yeah. thing. Are you worried about the men's one being a little stale? What and I mean? only ask that because yeah. I feel like there's only one story arc in it, and it's Lesnar's going to probably run through the field mm-hmm. like relatively easily until yeah. somebody th- throws him in- out. inevitably throws him out to get the title match with mm-hmm. him. Do you think it's going to be like kind of stale in the sense that someone's going to come in like, and Brock's just going to demolish so, yeah, him. Yeah, demolish him and throw See, him out for some of it. Or yes. do you think there's going to be points where... Because I think there are going to be points mm-hmm. where like uh, Rollins or maybe if Cena comes right, back right, or, right. or some bigger McIntyre for sure. like knocks him out then a couple guys enter but then Lesnar's going to be like no, 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 wait and then throw everyone else out and then he's going to stand there for a minute yeah. and wait. No, like, so you know I, mean? think, I think what... I think the way to combat that would be to have a guy like... Because I see what you're saying. Lesnar comes in at one. All right, now here comes Kurt Hawkins. And he gets beat and in he 10 just seconds. Goes yeah, right okay, over gone. And waits. Right. I think the best way to combat that would be, okay, Lesnar's one. All right, Rollins are up face. So Reigns is two. Maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? So you front load the Rumble just a little bit before you get the people in there, yeah. right? And then I think Lesnar, as long as he is, as long as his match doesn't wind up being him versus Tyson Fury or him versus Velasquez for the WWE Championship, I'm cool. Yeah. Anybody else no, he faces, I'm cool. I don't really care who throws him out per se. Right. I'm just saying, like the because I love the yeah, one right, in general, right, right. That I just I don't. I don't want yeah. like a. Remember in 2010 when Punk, yes. was just in there for like 10 entries, right? And he would throw them out and then sit on the mic or whatever, mm-hmm. which was cool. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want like the ring I want to fill the, up, fill up, up and like, then I want to. Oh, he's gone. Oh crap! Now he's yeah. gone. Right. Like I, I agree with you. A lot of just I think the out. first maybe two or three could be like that. Where okay, Brock, he shows his dominance. All right, and now number five, it's the big dog. You know what I mean? And runs out there and michael cole ruins it for everybody but i will say this though this rumble is one of the first i don't know necessarily i'm sure there's some betting favorites but i don't know if there's necessarily a favorite last year everybody and their mom knew it was rollins it was rollins time yeah. it was his year right like that's the thing for me i think the favorite going in is mcintyre in my mm-hmm. opinion he's my pick I, I spoiler i guess um but he is the guy that i think is the next guy to take that shot mm-hmm. you know what i mean at whatever title it is 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 that different for you do you feel like there there's a guy or do you think this is completely open like the shinsuke rumble i didn't know shinsuke was going in right like they totally were like oh all right we're going with shinsuke Nakamura. yeah i i had a different thought until that was announced and yeah now i have no because i hate that now because you're putting nxt guys in but no nxt guy is going to win the rumble now. no no way no now with lesnar mm-hmm. not unless they're going to the main roster yeah because right. My original thought before learning Lesnar was I thought someone like a champ was going to win and challenge for the NXT title, right. which we talked about off air, right. and that'd be a cool way to really put NXT on the third yeah, brand. Put, like yeah. you are you like NXT is the a NXT thing. championship means as, so, yeah something. means a lot. But now that Lesnar's in it, now it has to be one of the twenty main roster guys, unless like a Velveteen Dream throws him out or whoever like right, some right, guy right, throws right, him right, out from right, NXT. Right. right. Um. So it has to be almost a main roster guy now. So now you're looking through the main roster guys. I think there's only a few unless you get a surprise entrant from like a Cena or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's really only what McIntyre. You could probably look at May. I, don't I think, think Reigns. I think Reigns. Reigns, but I think he's going to be with the Fiend sooner rather than mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. So I McIntyre maybe they can't do Rollins like back to back years. No. That's the thing too is that you're 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 kind of pigeonholing, or I feel like it has to be a face because, yeah. or I mean, I I mean, because I think they're I think they're building towards a McIntyre turn is really what they're doing. So I think if if McIntyre's the guy, right, he eliminates Brock, say, right, and it's him versus Brock for the title, you know, and then yeah. you build towards Reigns and the Fiend at Mania. But I, I I think you're in a very difficult spot right now because I don't think there's a specific guy where you can go. Yeah, like, is it going to be Baron Corbin? Okay, so no. they, they announced all the main roster guys, because right. they have 10 participants to be announced, right. which, which are, are the NXT, NXT guys. So you have Reigns, yep. 
Orton, right. McIntyre, right. Ricochet, Mysterio, Styles, Rowan, uh, Corbin, yep. Ziggler, Otis, Tucker, Elias, Alistair Black, mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy, Rusev, Lashley, R-Truth, Strowman, and Shimsuke. So out of those 20 mm-hmm. that it, or 19 or whatever right. I just named. Right. And then Brock, obviously. And then, yeah, Brock comes Brock, at number one. Right, That's right, the beginning, yeah. but I just yeah. name him. Yeah. Um, I guess I would go Reigns, McIntyre, I mean, I theoretically, yeah, so I'm saying, like, theoretically, you could go Styles, but Maybe once again, really I don't push... think there, I don't think there's anybody like uh, Ricochet winning doesn't do it for me. No. Alistair Black, uh... that's what I'm saying. Alistair Black, you could maybe push me, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's... there's a guy on that list right now. Like, I don't think it's Orton or anything like that. Like, they need to create a new star here. It yeah. can't be a previous star. You know what I mean? So it needs to be an if. I'm gonna put it this way: if Lesnar wins this Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. I am gonna be. So pissed, like yeah, what because then what do you do? Like they have wasted several years now with Rollins. I think last year winning winning the Rumble, I think I was cool with that. Like Actually, I, 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 I thought the Rumble was fine, but I think they ruined the Shinsuke one. Mm-hmm. You know because he didn't win the title, right? I think and the same thing with the Money in the Banks. They have not used these moments mm-hmm. to build a new star. Remember when like Batista won the Rumble, like his first time, the time he actually should have won, right? Yeah. Everyone's like. All right, like we're ready, Batista, Triple H, let's go. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready for this moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm ready. Like Taker wins it against Sean, and they had that. Grab. I'm like, yes, let's go. Like mm-hmm. Taker, Batista is gonna be, or Taker against whoever. That's gonna be an awesome match, right? Mm-hmm. You have these people where it's like they've they've elevated, even if it's maybe a current star, but they've made me excited for that world title match. They haven't done that mm-hmm. recently. You know what I mean? You know, Reigns winning the Rumble, super predictable. I want a guy that they are going to take and where he's already mid, upper mid-level, take him, say, nope, this is the new guy, mm-hmm. right? He's a guy that we can put in the world title picture, make him world champion, and people will believe it. And I think there's only one guy, and I think that's true. I think he's the only guy for me that I will be actually happy that he wins the Rumble for. Yeah. I, I think it's either McIntyre Unless or... Unless was in there. <laughs> just because I'm a big fan, but he ain't winning. He's the U.S. champ. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I think it's it's either McIntyre, like maybe Reigns. I think Reigns is the only other one. I think Reigns is the only other one. Or if one of these ten to be announced guys or right. someone like uh, obviously caveat if, Adam Cole wins the Rumble, I'll be pumped. But that ain't yeah, happening either. That, that's not <laughs> uh, if like Cena came back, I would be like, I got it. I guess I would be pissed I'd because be so he, pissed. they're gonna give him his WrestleMania like seventeenth World Title thing. Whatever, whatever. And uh, I'd be so pissed. Um. I, imagine Cena, have... imagine Cena Lesnar for the title. Yeah. Oh, like just maybe Sheamus wins it or Gross. something. I don't know. I, I'm out of people. Right. All right. So who's your pick? Like, give me your pick right now. Like, mine's Drew. I I picked him last year just because everyone else was picking Rollins. I figured why not. But I think I think Drew is my guy. Uh, I'll pick Reigns to go different from you. Yeah, but for I sure. Think it's one of them too. Yeah, I do. I do too. Unless I, I guess I will pick Lesnar because I That's... guess Lesnar has a really strong chance. Because mm-hmm. I think there are points where. People are just like Reigns and I think putting him at number one is also giving them an out when he does get eliminated almost, where it's like, okay, he was number one, he lasts until the final four, and then they get him. You know what I mean? There's outstanding. That's what makes the Royal Rumble so fun, though, is that theoretically, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As long as I get a good, solid final four that I believe any four of those guys has a legitimate chance. Like, I have a feeling Ricochet is going to be in the final four. Probably. Just because it's annoying. Like, because I'll be annoyed. Or Rey Mysterio is in the final four. I'm like, Really? Can we stop it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just give me a legitimate Final Four who I believe can be world champion. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Who can beat Brock? And there ain't many guys on that list. AJ, you know, if Daniel Bryan was in there, I'd say Bryan, right? Mm-hmm. Seth, Reigns, McIntyre, 
That's about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyway. All right. So, you got Brains. I got Drew. I, I'm really excited I'll, I'll for I'll take a caveat. I'll take Lesnar okay. to be interesting. Right. Okay, cool. All right. So, you'll take... One of those three. All right. Yeah. I think that's... I think we're hedging our bets, but I think we're okay there. <laughs> In that regard. All right. That is going to be it for episode 60 of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. Remember, we go live every single Monday with the podcast. Every single Wednesday, 7 a.m. for the YouTube show. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you doing? Get on that train right away. On behalf of the Whaleman... And the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.